Canada's ex-defense minister, Paul Hellyer, who was born in 1923 and died just this year, 2021, made claims that advanced alien technology does in fact exist and that they will give it to us if we stop all wars. Now, they have given us hints and pushed us along and guided us only so far, but they will not give us the advanced technology and weaponry that they have because we can't behave on our own planet. Hellier has long maintained that aliens have been visiting Earth for many decades, centuries in fact, long before any of the people who are in power now were ever thought of, and said that when aliens witnessed the atomic bomb, the testing that we did, and what we did to Hiroshima and Nagasaki and World War II in an attempt to end the war, they decided that we were a huge threat to the overall cosmos. Apparently, these aliens are worried that Earth is going to use the bomb again and that this will affect the whole balance of the universe, not just our own planet, but overall the ever-expanding universe could be directly affected by the human race and our inability to put down arms and to stop using weapons of mass destruction. We'll get a lot. We could get a lot more from this certain species, technologically speaking. We could, we could heal every illness. We could stop world hunger. We could create a stable economy globally, a stable workforce, name it. Everything that lives in a storybook version of the United States, of the world, could be in the palm of our hands. If we just played nice with each other, if we stopped fighting this certain species of alien, this race, would in fact be more willing to share what they have accomplished with us if we could just stop being assholes. Anyway, this is Neil Parks. I'm your host for Paranormally Speaking. I have a really interesting episode to cover this week uh, with you. Hopefully you'll enjoy it and stay with me until I'm finished. Could be 30 minutes, could be 40, maybe 45 minutes. Uh, we'll see where it takes us. I might even read some more hate mail I've received, uh, along with some positive messages from people, because there's always more good than there is bad. There's a lot more people who enjoy what I have to say, agree with what I have to say, and continue to come back. Uh, normally, the messages I, of, of hate that I get are from people who've tuned in to just a quarter of what I'm saying in one episode and then don't ever bother to listen again and just spout off like a bunch of angry Karens behind uh, their keypad on their phone or their laptop or home CPU, what have you. But hey, uh, all publicity is good publicity, even if it's from people that are talking badly about you. You just have to adapt and overcome Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Underwater submerged objects, also known as USOs. The Pentagon has been releasing a lot of information of what they've gathered, recorded, and followed well into 2004 and beyond. Uh, we're seeing a lot of video being released, documented video, from aircraft carriers, from drones, from um, our guys in the skies flying around surveying the area and encountering strange aerial phenomenon that will go from the sky directly into the water and then be tracked by submarines as they go deeper and deeper and completely disappear from our sight and from our reach. Uh, you've got some that hit the water and start glowing green and moving past commercial ships like cruise ships or even fishing boats. And there have been tons of photographs and videos documented by innocent bystanders who've seen these things and then have turned it over to authorities. And what was sealed from the general public for decades as of 2020 and up to now has been slowly trickled and released for the general population to read, study, and learn about. Now, what better time to release all this information to us than in the middle of a pandemic when the world is already upside down, uh, we're continuing to be at each other's throats and constant engagements of war and battle. Uh, we've got neighbor against neighbor. We've got Karens and city parks against blacks having barbecues. I mean, the list goes on. You've got a lot of bad cops killing random people of color. You've got a lot of good cops being attacked by people of color because the people of color hate all cops now and think that all cops are bad. So we're in a strong social upheaval. And yeah, it was bad during the civil rights movement. Yeah, it was bad during the Civil War. And every war we've had since the Revolutionary War in this country, and even before it became a country, or not to mention what it was before we decided to colonize it, and eradicate and wipe out more than 75 to 80 percent of the indigenous people that already lived here to begin with. The list goes on. But what better time to release the information of what we've always known to be true, but a lot of us were told we were crazy for having believed it, that they are among us, that they've always been here, that they are watching us, monitoring us. Some people are being abducted by them and studied maybe crossbred with some sort of a hybrid species to create a superhuman hybrid alien symbiote. Who knows? But I'm going to discuss underwater submerged objects today. And I'll start off with one particular article that was shared with me. Just bear with me. You should enjoy this. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the Sirius XM Platinum VIP plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. 
have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. As I said at the beginning of the show, I like to share messages, emails, texts, and various other forms of communication that I receive from listeners, fans, and those that don't like what I have to say. Uh, One of them would have to be, um, the message starts out like this. The founding fathers didn't intend, and look, I'm going to stop you right there before I even finish reading this message. I will tell my listeners, you who are listening right now, that it has everything to do with an episode I did a few weeks back about, um, about COVID, about uh, the current trend of where people who are in power, people, elected officials primarily, who believe that they know better than experts who are trained in the field of research and uh, testing to determine what vaccines would work, what methods would work. And there seems to be a constant struggle with people who are flat earthers or people who are believing that everything's a conspiracy out to get them and that medicine cannot be trusted and you can use horse tranquilizers and so on and so forth or deworming methods for horses to treat yourself and prevent getting COVID when we have a freaking vaccine out here for it. And I'm from a generation, one of the last generations, to get the smallpox vaccination. I still have the scar in my left arm. And I was very young at the time. My parents lined up when it was made available and I got my vaccination. Same with so many other vaccinations I got as a child. And it seems to be like the late 90s that this anti-vax movement started and all this disinformation became common. And when the internet was launched for the general population to use, chat groups and forums started sprouting up left and right. And I mentioned a few weeks ago that conspiracy theories used to be fun. Used to deal only with like the Roswell incident, the Philadelphia experiment, who really shot JFK, whether or not aliens are being hidden from us or why uh, modern science won't talk about cryptozoology or take it seriously. You know, things like that that were fun. It was cool to sit around and discuss, but now conspiracies have taken a dark turn and people are believing in some of the dumbest shit and spreading some of the dumbest shit on social media formats. So this person starts out with their message. The founding fathers did not intend blah. Like I said, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there with this message because it's so asinine and it shows that you have a very limited scope of the world around you and the nation in which you live. I'm going to tell you the founding fathers didn't intend for black slaves to go free. They did not intend for slavery to be abolished. Nor did they intend for women to vote or children to be protected by child labor laws. That was never their intention. Nor for a majority of the people 
who make that statement that the founding fathers never intended, they never intended for those who don't own land to vote. So if you're making a comment like that, that the founding fathers didn't intend for something, and you live, I don't know, in an apartment, you don't own that land, or you're leasing your property, you don't own that land, so you don't get a vote, you don't get a say. So I want to stop you right there. Unless you own your property and your name is on that mortgage or that deed, shut your damn mouth. Your opinion is invaluable. It means nothing. I'm kind of over the whole founding father's intent thing because there's so much that was never mentioned in the Constitution, in the Declaration of Independence, in the letters from one founding father to another. And so many written texts pertaining to that era, what was discussed, what meetings consisted of, and what was written in the written law. Things were not protected or observed or even acknowledged. This nation was founded and freedom of religion was implemented. That doesn't mean freedom from religion or the freedom of Christianity only, but the scope of that time. They only acknowledged Christianity. I guarantee that's all they had in mind was white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, not Catholics, not Jews, not Hare Krishna, not Buddhists, Hindus, Wiccans, pagans, witches. It was only Christianity. I guarantee that's what their intent was, and that's how they wanted to keep it. They never looked at the long game for all of the culture and the different religions and belief systems, or lack of religion for that matter, would spill into the United States, and we would become a melting pot. Too many people want to separate the whites from the blacks like you do in a load of laundry. But we are a mixing bowl of a culture. We have a little bit of everything in us, in our bloodstream, in our DNA. There's no pure white. There's no pure black. There's no pure Hispanic. We're all mixed in together and we're all stuck on this planet. Stop saying stupid stuff like our founding fathers did not intend for something. Another message that I'm going to share with you came to me in the form of a text. And it's from uh, someone that's uh, well acquainted with me. And they had a gripe of all things about multi multiculturalism and inclusion and how I'm always going to bat from the minority, but I never do enough for, um, I guess, securing or purifying the white race. I don't know what their angle was, but first of all, I'm not um, white lives matter. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, definitely not for purification of any race. I'm for unification and all of us coming together and not being assholes to each other. Uh, their gripe was, it's starting again. It's a new year, and there you go defending the lunatics who are spewing division and hate and trying to force their agenda on us. For example, at the school I work for, our lunch trays and plastic containers used to be white, and now they are black. And this is a correspondence between this person and I. They just brought this up and started asking me questions about it, what my thoughts were. And I'm like, oh, okay, why? This person says, the only thing I can figure, 
that it's an effort to be politically correct to change plastic white lunch trays from white to black is a way to force political correctness. And my mind's racing at this point. I'm like, oh, okay, well, um, I asked about the school colors. They said that the school colors are black, white, and orange. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They used white for a while. Maybe they're using black now. And then later on, say the spring comes around, they'll use orange. I, I have no idea. I, I mean, it's it's an asinine subject. Lunch trays. Somehow there's a political message to it. Uh, so they told me that the, uh, I said perhaps the black is for Halloween. It's Halloween time. Maybe they did it for that reason. They said it has nothing to do with that. The food service coordinator was just as shocked as we all were. I'm like, well, are you sure that the food service coordinator isn't overreacting and looking for problems? And uh, really didn't have anything else to go on after that. Kind of, the conversation kind of went south after that. I'm like... I say to them, if the trays were meant to be designed for political correctness, chances are they would have been a rainbow flag design for LGBTQA+, inclusively. Uh, that way, everyone would be accounted for. Just saying, you know, if anything, they could have gone for pink, since it's currently Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Trays, food trays are a non-issue. Somehow, these people... On this side of the aisle, that side of the aisle, the far right, the, I hate to call it the extreme right, they're looking for problems, reasons to complain, reasons to point fingers and say, you're pushing your political correctness onto me. You're pushing your agenda onto me. There's no agenda. It's a freaking plastic food tray. It's what you put food on. It's what goes into a dishwasher when it's dirty. And then you stack it up with other food trays that are all together, that you hand out to the kids. There's no political message to it. It's just the color of a tray. It went from being white to black. The game of chess has white pieces and black pieces. If the black pieces win, or the person using the black pieces win in that match between uh, against the person using the white pieces, does that mean that the person using the black is racist? And that... They're trying to be politically correct by allowing or pushing the black to win and the white lost. Does that mean that the white race is in danger? No. It means the person using the black pieces of the chess is more skilled in the game of chess and won. Not because of the color of the chess piece, but because of their skill. It's a non-issue. It's asinine. Just like plastic food trays. Get a grip, people. There are bigger issues to deal with. And I guarantee you, this is not political. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. UFOs seen emerging from water add to U.S. Navy mystery. In 2004, U.S. Navy pilots encountered multiple fast-moving UFOs off the coast of San Diego, California. While this story is now widely known, one detail from the USS Nimitz incident has often been overlooked. Eyewitnesses also spotted UFOs under the surface of the ocean. A UFO in the water is called a USO, or Unidentified Submerged Object, and there is a long history of UFOs being witnessed under, 
above or near bodies of water. From a sighting recorded by Christopher Columbus in 1492 to the Asturo Boon folklore in Japan, or the highly documented Shang Harbor incident, water seems to play a big role in UFO sightings. Of course, these incidences have a tendency to go abroad and not just local to us in the United States. For example, Pentagon, CIA, and release documents have confirmed that Russian submarines have been fighting a secret war with alien crafts deep under the oceans, according to top-secret Kremlin documents. In scenes straight out of a Hollywood movie, Soviet subs are playing a game of cat and mouse with strange underwater crafts. According to a new book called Russia's USO Secrets by Brit investigator Philip Mantle, based on Russian documents and accounts from military veterans that have recently been released to the public for consumption, describing, for example, a bizarre incident in the Bermuda Triangle in 2009, former nuclear submarine commander Yuri Bektov said we repeatedly observed that the instruments detected the movements of material objects at unimaginable speed, around 230 knots, which is 400 kilometers per hour. It's hard to reach that speed on the surface. Only in the air is it possible. The beings that created those material objects significantly exceed us in development. The book also contains accounts from Russian veterans about their close encounters, including hostile acts at sea during the Cold War. They have described how UFOs would apparently appear in the sky before diving down beneath the waves. And one terrifying incident that I'll share with you, a captain ordered depth charges to be dropped into the path of a USO, which changed direction and its speed, and then sped off in a completely different direction. Lieutenant Commander Oleg Sokolov told students that while on duty, he spotted a strange object through a periscope rising up out of the water. The book also reveals how another crew watched a cigar-shaped UFO shoot three beams of light down into the Atlantic Ocean. The UFO was about 200 to 250 meters long and slowly descended into the ocean, making a strange hissing sound about a half a mile from the submarine. But the object was not tracked on radar. Marine scientists in the port city of Sevetspol, Ukraine, claimed they spotted a huge wheel rotating below the Black Sea while they were deep sea diving. In 1951, an incident documented in records shows a Soviet submarine encountering a giant underwater object heading towards the shores. The captain ordered depth charging bombs to be dropped into the path of the USO, but the object did not react to the attack and stayed on its course before darting towards the surface. At a depth of 50 meters, it stopped its ascent, changed course, and completely departed. Russian sailors again observed a UFO in the Mediterranean in July 1978, according to this book. The captain of the Soviet motor ship, Yargora, immediately sent a radiogram to the Soviet Academy of Sciences in Moscow, telling them the object was shaped like a flattened-out sphere and was a white pearl-type color, these files reveal. Other UFOs have reportedly appeared over the Soviet submarines' bases 
and so forth, forcing the Soviet general staff to take them seriously. This book was recently published, the results of a study by the Anomalous Phenomena Commission of the Russian Geographical Society in St. Petersburg, which concluded that UFOs are in fact real. Author Philip of Pontefract, West York's told the interviewer the USO phenomena looks set to be the future of UFO research in general. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. UFOs exist, but what are they? Are UFOs real? And if so, what are they? Does the Bible speak of UFOs? Was God an ancient astronaut? Are we being visited by non-earthlings? And if so, who are they and what do they want? Who will ultimately rule space? We may never know, but if we do find out, the answers may astound us. In this supposed age of reason, public officials and scientists find themselves facing a new wave of interest in this unexplained phenomena. UFO sightings, testimony about alien abductions, and government agencies dabbling in telepathy have produced a steady stream of headlines. In 1996, a Gallup poll revealed that nearly 75% of Americans believe in UFOs and or extraterrestrial life, and that 3% even believe they've been abducted. That's over 8 million people believing this. The mysteries of parapsychology, life after death, crossing over, astrology, UFOs and the occult are, in these days, while traditional Christianity is considered out, old-fashioned, or even downright fraudulent, one reporter said nearly every person he met at UFO conventions, conferences, and cults claimed they used to belong to a Christian church. Generally, they left and began seeking other answers when a Christian parent or leader could not or would not take their experiences or inquiry seriously enough to respond with sound biblical answers. You will be given strong biblical answers from the Bible if you actually seek answers. Look for them, because they are there throughout the Old Testament. The phrase flying saucers came into vogue when, in June 24, 1947, a pilot named Kenneth Arnold sighted nine shining disc-shaped objects while flying across the Cascade Mountains. Arnold described the objects to the news media as appearing to be skimming like a saucer does on water. This 
event is widely regarded as the beginning of the modern UFOlogy. That's a buzzword for UFO buffs. Millions wonder, do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings? These are perplexing questions, and few subjects are as intriguing. The facts are in. Yes, UFOs are real. They exist. But what are they? Like I said, the answers may astound you. By definition, UFO simply means unidentified flying object. And it can, it can apply to any perceived flying manifestation that is unidentified. This can be just about anything you see. Imagine, from planes seen at unusual angles to secret experimental aircrafts, it can also pertain to meteorites or planets such as Venus or Jupiter that can sometimes appear to be moving. There are endless lists of objects which, when seen by the untrained eye, are not readily identifiable. UFOs are the opposite of IFOs, which means identified flying objects. Some have been tracked on radar screens and have mysteriously vanished in the twinkling of an eye. Allegedly, several jet planes pursuing these objects have been destroyed or have disappeared themselves. Thousands of reputable people from all walks of life claim to have seen them. Pilots, astronauts, senators, qualified scientists, celebrities, normal people, even religious figures, and even ex-presidents. Well-documented reports have come from all corners of the world that UFOs exist. Pretending that they do not exist does not make them go away. Unidentified flying objects have been recorded in ancient Egyptian and Babylonian documentation, indicating they've been around for a very long time. There have been numerous cases in which people claim to have been abducted and examined aboard alien spacecraft. Under hypnosis, some have even recaptured those memories and mysterious abductions or visions. It should be noted, however, that most UFO sightings, about 95%, do have a natural explanation, and more than a few have been deliberate hoaxes and pranks. Some photographs have been found to be nothing more than pictures of flung hubcaps and garbage can lids shot to deceive a gullible public. Most UFO sightings are, in fact, nothing more than mysterious blobs of light in the sky. Numerous explanations have been attributed to various UFO sightings. Satellites, planes, weather balloons, temperature inversions, phases of the moon, ball lighting, marsh gas, um, mirage, clouds, stars, migrating birds, light leaking into cameras, and even vivid imaginations. But what about unexplained lights in the sky that don't show up on radar? such as the lights which were seen over Phoenix in 1996. What about the sightings of objects that travel thousands of miles per hour and turn at right angles at the drop of a hat, defying all laws of known physics? How does an unidentified object accelerate from zero to a thousand or more miles per hour in the wink of an eye or traveling at high speeds 
come to a dead stop. Many of these phenomena defy explanation, and all the usual explanations have been ruled out. How does one explain objects that appear and disappear right before one's eyes? Many times, numerous people have been seeing strange phenomena at the same time. There is no physical explanation for such phenomena. While there have been reports of strange things in the sky from the beginnings of man's recorded history and, and religious documentation, sightings have grown exponentially in the past 20 or 30 years. Drawings in caves in China, Spain, and France display oval and saucer-shaped disks very similar to current UFO reports. Renaissance paintings, such as work from Leonardo da Vinci, show UFOs in the background of different paintings he has put together. Jose Benilla, a Mexican astronomer, took the first known photograph of an unidentified flying object in 1883, where he captured about 150 cigar or spindle-shaped objects flying in formation, which is listed in Beyond Earth, Man's Contact with UFOs by Ralph Bloom. Check it out. You can get it through Google and Amazon. Knowing there is a human urge for explanation from beyond, there are those who are quick to fill that craving and to capitalize on a money-making opportunity. Hello, kids and adults and the listening audience. I'm Neil Parks, award-winning author and paranormal expert. I'd like to wish all of you a very happy Halloween. You are listening to Big Bad Daddy Wolf's Halloween special on 96.6 The Wolf. If you'd like to learn more about me, then you need to get to Google and search at The Neil Parks or my bookstore website, which is www.lulu.com slash spotlight slash Neil Parks. Thanks. Well, I'm done for this week. Thank you so much for listening to all of this. I hope you had a great time, learned a little something, and maybe have something, an event or an encounter of your own to share with me via email. You can send an email at parksparanormal at gmail.com. You can also find me on Google. Just put my name in, Neil Parks, in E-A-L-P-A-R-K-S. You'll find page after page of information on how to contact me, how to watch what I'm doing via YouTube, listening to my podcast and my appearances on other podcasts and news programs, and even catch a few of the documentaries I've been involved in. Have a great rest of the week, a terrific weekend. Keep your eyes on the sky and enjoy Halloween. We have a few weeks until it's actually upon us, but I start celebrating in September. See you next week and thank you so much for listening.